In Gibson v. Buena Uto, 2022, Art 206, the Arkansas Supreme Court reversed a fee award that arose out of successful litigation in determining the State Highway Department had illegally appropriated construction funds from those reserved for statewide use by Amendment 91. See Buona Uto v. Gibson, 2020, Art 352. Chief Justice Kemp reasoned that under the American rule, each party bears their own attorney's fees and rejected various exceptions to that rule. Here, the recovery was for $121,109,391.84, but witnesses testified funds were moved from other ledgers and there was no change in the projects. Plaintiff's attorneys had a 25% contingency contract, and the circuit court awarded $18,160,000 in attorney's fees, from which comes this appeal. Quote, In the present case, the circuit court ruled from the bench that this is not something that is expressly authorized by statute. We agree. The plain language of Section 2635902A clearly states that attorneys' fees in illegal exaction actions may only be imposed against any county, city, or town, and only when a refund is ordered to the taxpayers. Specifically, Section 2635902A is inapplicable for the following reasons. First, the present action was brought against the state, and Section 2635902 does not permit attorney's fees on illegal exaction claims against the state. Notably, the General Assembly has not yet seen fit to enact a statute allowing for attorney's fees in illegal exaction suits against the state. This court will not read into a statute a provision not put there by the General Assembly. Second, appellees did not request a refund or return to the taxpayers. Instead, the reimbursement transpired within the department and was transferred from the department's general fund to its Amendment 91 fund. Based on our well-established standard of review, the circuit court did not abuse its discretion in denying the motion for attorney's fees on this basis. First, under the common fund exception, a plaintiff has created or augmented a common fund or assets have been salvaged for the benefit of others as well as himself or herself. In such a situation, to allow the others to obtain the full benefit from the plaintiff's efforts without requiring contribution or charging the common fund for attorney's fees would be to enrich the others unjustly at the expense of the plaintiff. The present case is not an illegal exaction case where a class action is sought and a common fund is established. A common fund contemplates a new pool of money. Here, contrary to the circuit court's findings, no common fund was created and no new pool of money was created. Thus, the record does not support a common fund exception. The second exception is the substantial benefit rule. This court first acknowledged the rule in a shareholder derivative action. We stated that a shareholder could recover attorney's fees against a corporation if the corporation received substantial benefits from the litigation, even when the benefits were not pecuniary and no fund was created. We then extended the exception to cover attorney's fees against the state of Arkansas in Lakeview. But the Lakeview court explicitly limited the extension to the facts presented in that case. There, we recognized a substantial benefit exception, stating, 
there was no question but that a substantial economic benefit had accrued not only to the poorer school districts as a direct result of Lakeview's efforts, but to the state as a whole, and that it was beyond dispute that the state derived a substantial benefit from the efforts of Lakeview's council. On the issue of a substantial benefit, we opined, with the gradual elimination of disparities in funding and opportunities for students, and with the passage of Amendment 74, education in the state unquestionably has benefited. We further emphasize that this is a unique case with a unique set of circumstances, and that we did not sanction attorneys' fees in all public interest litigation or endorse a new exception to the American rule. Despite the unique set of circumstances of the fee award in Lakeview, we subsequently awarded attorney's fees under the substantial benefit exception in Wilson too. But that case involved a direct financial benefit to the state because state funds were returned from a private entity. End of quote. In concluding the plaintiff's attorneys were not entitled to any fees from the state, the court held, quote, in the present case, the Amendment 91 funds remain in the Department's control. No new funds have been created, and the State Treasury has not received any direct financial compensation. As a result, we decline to extend the substantial benefit exception any further to cover a non-pecuniary interest in the proper reallocation of departmental funds. The decision to allow attorney's fees in scenarios like this one rests with the General Assembly, the branch of government tasked with implementing public policy. Thus, we continue to follow the American rule and leave to the legislative branch policy decisions on whether to allow attorney's fees. End of quote. The Supreme Court affirmed on cross-appeal, finding the circuit court did not err in denying plaintiffs' contempt claims against defendants. A concurring opinion, written by Justice Womack, Reason that while there was a substantial economic benefit for the citizens of the state, nevertheless, the attorneys are not entitled to fees because fees are not authorized in this matter by any provision in a statute or in our state's constitution. End of quote. A dissent written by Justice Baker rejoined, The state of Arkansas spent $448 million illegally. Bonaduto's illegal exaction suit established such and resulted in a substantial benefit to the taxpayers. Regardless how the plurality frames the issue, reshuffling or reallocating, a substantial benefit occurred. Despite how the plurality labels the funds, popcorns, peanuts, or the like, a substantial benefit occurred. Simply put, Bonaduto prevailed and the taxpayers unequivocally benefited substantially from this litigation. End of quote, end of decision.